0: Christmas and welcome to Supernatural Selection. I'm your host, Kevin the Bastard. With me are Mike the Skeptic.
1: Mike, how you doing? Um, Christmassy, I guess. Woohoo!
0: David Davis, how are you doing? I'm doing okay, but I'm wondering where my ho-ho-hos are at. Oh, bring up them ho-ho-hos. So today... (laughs) Uh, I'm excited. We're going to be talking about Mr. Santa Claus, the secular host of Christmas. But before we really get started, I want to ask a question and just sort of spring it on you guys. Mike, what's your favorite Christmas movie?
1: Oh, um, hmm. Die Hard.
0: Okay. The that's flippant
2: f-
1: answer.
0: That's fair. All right. David, what's your favorite Christmas movie?
2: It's got to be a toss up between a Christmas story and Muppet Christmas Carol.
0: That's really fair. Those are really good choices. I am going to go with Scrooge because it combines my three favorite things Redemption, a Christmas Carol, and the 80s. (laughs) Because, fuck, dude. All right. My real answer
1: is uh, a Christmas story.
0: A Christmas story. Everybody's is a Christmas story, if you can still stand to watch it. because I, I haven't
1: watched it in a while. Man, Maybe TN- I'll do it this year.
0: You know what? That's a good point, because TNT like, really burned me out for a while. But then again, you yeah, haven't like, like, yeah,
1: had basic cable in like five years. So. You're, you're right. <laughs> we
0: should watch that. So, uh, guys, first off, before we really get started, Merry Christmas.
2: Because Merry Christmas, you old goat.
0: Thank you, because this is going up on Christmas Eve on the uh, podcast, and it's going up on Christmas Day everywhere else, so... On Christmas Day, on Christmas Day. Merry Christmas. And today we're going to be talking about the non-secular host of Christmas himself, Mr. E Claus. Now... Before we get going with anybody else's theories, I want to talk about
1: Mike. Mike, you have got, like, a theory that you want to start us with. Well, so I've been racking my brain trying to come up with... Oh, I fucking you bet know, you have. You know, a theory, since this is kind of, you know, not normally the way I think. So I was mm-hmm. like, what could Santa be? So we know what he's is immortal, he like? right? Sure. Sure. And he's been around for quite a long time. Mm-hmm. So obviously, mm-hmm. Santa is a Highlander. You know, I was—that's where I was gonna go. I mean, for a while, you know, he has that sword. Wait a minute, he doesn't really have a sword.
0: No, no, but, no. Uh, if, you, if you watch, uh, there's only there's no, all no, of the
1: other immortals no. he killed. Yeah. Well.
0: Well, if you watch uh, Narnia, he has a sword. Well
2: that's, right. that's
1: that's that's not canonical. Sure it is. Why not? Why can't it be? <laughs> Santa Cannon. Serious Santa business canon. But uh, uh
0: so he's one of the Highlanders. He's well, an immortal
1: from
2: Highlander and he's called Connor McLeod. It sounds kinda dumb. Yeah, well, okay, here's my here's my question. Hmm. Are, you using, are you using Highlander as, like, a pejorative, or are you saying that he's literally, like, from the ha- Highlander franchise? Oh, yeah, no, he's an
1: immortal that, you know, cuts the heads off of other immortals to, uh, so
2: be- to gain the, the quickening. The but universe. the more I say it out
1: loud, the more I think about it, I, that sounds That's really a,
2: dumb.
0: It is kind of a dumb idea. I so, like
2: it. Let's let's dive you know into what? this, please.
0: I, I really kind of like that idea, though. Let like, me, let me maybe. think. I think I'd come up with a
1: better
2: one.
0: Okay, but I do <laughs> like that idea. Now, my idea, of course, uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and start with me after that, is uh, I think Santa to maybe a tulpa. Now, we start with what the modern... What circuit? is a tulpa, Kevin? A tulpa is a... Uh, what's, what's the term I'm looking for here? It's basically a... A a thought entity? form energy ghost. It is okay. a it's an entity created by the mind, to the point that it can cre- that it can exist in the physical universe, and eventually become self self sustaining. So Santa, through the belief of myriad numbers of children over the past several hundred years, has become. A living entity that is still manipulated by the mental projections of people all over the world. So, and the reason I say that is because he has evolved since uh, I'm gonna go with Victoria in England. Yes, there was Klaus mm-hmm. over in Germany, but. Let's go with the fact that Santa, when they first really came up with Santa back in the uh, Victorian England, like, if you look at all the old Victorian uh, Christmas cards, Santa is like grabbing children and shoving him into his sack, which leads me to believe they had the idea of Santa, but didn't really know what to do with him. Well, you know. I mean, it's like, okay, we got this guy, Mm -hmm. and he's got a sack,
1: and children are involved. Why? You just shove them in the bag. Just shove them in the fucking bag and maybe, take them home. Maybe he's he's saving, saving them from a lifetime of coal mining.
0: You know what? They're, he's probably <clears> saving them from <throat> textile uh, plants. Yeah.
2: What's At to be the, done with this right jolly old elf? What is to be done with this fat
0: man? So, <laughs> and the thing is, as he evolved, you know... First off, they took all these negative elements, like him kidnapping children that were bad, and spun them off into Krampus, which we'll get into later. All these negative helpers, which sort of purified the idea of Santa into a right jolly old elf, like said, And, uh, you know, he, he didn't steal children. He just brought wonderful things to children. And that brought, like, the idea of... Oh, maybe he's riding this uh, sleigh full of reindeer. And then they, we add Rudolph in the 1920s,
1: and now Rudolph well, is accepted as real as part of the canon. Well, you know, I mean, for the, where his origins are from, a sleigh pulled by reindeer, I guess, isn't too far out of the question. You know, sure. In the Nordic countries. N- sure.
0: Yeah, oh, it's snowy. Why yeah, not? Slaves. Lots of slaves. Uh, but, I mean, this really ties into the idea that Santa is... Well, first off, he's indestructible. Like, you cannot get rid of Santa. Nothing ever destroys Santa.
1: If you watch... Like a yeah, okay, that's Put him on the hydraulic
2: press channel. <laughs> no, will, no. Will it, will, ben,
1: will it blend? Santa Claus edition. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh, oh,
0: oh, oh God, no! No! But, like, seriously, he's malleable in, like, the very specifics of his nature, but he's indestructible. Okay, here's a question. Do you remember being told about Santa? Yeah.
1: Um, no. I remember being told, you know, when they confessed he didn't exist.
0: Okay, fair. But, like... I was never told Santa existed. Did you? Were and I'm sure he was told to me, but like on some level, like you knew Santa existed because he woke up and there so, were
1: presents there. So, I'm sure it just boils down to you being told about Santa, you know, when you're so young to not even comprehend.
2: Before I came online,
1: yeah. yes, I understand yeah, the There's idea also
2: there. that pop culture osmosis. Like, uh, you know, in, in, my, in my family, there was the tradition to read uh, The Night Before Christmas on Christmas Eve.
0: Well, I mean, I watched the uh, Rankin Bass animated version with the mice, but yes, yeah. I mean, we all knew of Santa from all that we d- did get him from osmosis mm-hmm. but the point is that's what I'm saying the topa
1: was reinforced you know right. like like a uh, rebar and concrete or like Jesus and concrete and Jesus like fruitcake. And concrete,
0: <laughs> Jesus for cake and concrete so but the point is santa it's one of those things, maybe you're not even told about, you just sort of absorb, hmm. and you accept it. Like, you, do, you accept that tiny lie to accept the big lies of the world, like justice.
1: Or, or you accept that, you know, growing up you're just Republican when it turns out you could think for yourself.
0: I'm not going into that. <laughs> we do not tackle political stuff until we come to uh, conspiracies. Anyway, the point is, Santa has evolved over the years, and I think that like all the negative things were spun off into Krampus and his various helpers like uh, Swarty Pete, which we're not really going to go into because I really don't want to attend to that, but... <laughs> Uh, you know, Santa became this pure thing that rewarded good children. And the lump of coal, like, that's not that bad, really. And here's well, another question.
1: Well, you know, like they say in uh, Scrooged, a lump of coal, or not Scrooged, what was it? But, you know, a lump of coal is very functional. You know, you can do all kinds of shit with coal. It'll keep you warm. Cook your food. Sure. You know, coal may not be sexy get or exciting, but, you know.
0: Yeah, the functional present, yeah, instead of
1: the yeah. fun present.
2: Like it's right. thoughtful. It's like a pair of socks,
1: or or like a, a right. A, a, what was it? What well, what did they use in Scrooge? It was Like some cut of beef or meat?
0: Oh, right, no veal. It, veal. Was veal. Yeah, it was veal. it was of veal. It was veal and Scrooge, and it's like that was that was a thoughtful present. But the other thing is a canon of Santa as a tulpa grows we get new characters you know like rudolph rudolph was a fucking country song by gene autry but now everyone accepts that santa leads the eight other reindeer that we've had for like 200 fucking years (laughs) now there's a red-nosed fucking x-man leading the reindeer the point is it's malleable but indestructible. Santa exists but he can be affected by the belief of everyone else. He he is shifted by the vision of everyone or everyone that believes in him. I and believe, the
2: Coca-Cola corporation.
0: Oh my god, you <laughs> will not believe. Uh, yeah, no, totally. Like we didn't have a solid interpretation of Santa until the uh Coca-Cola ads.
1: Well, that's just a that's, given. That's just, you know, the, the uh, fact of mo- modern-ish media.
2: Uh-huh. Well, oh, oh, I, I, I'm, I'm going to well, be the actually guy here. I'm going to be the O-Actually guy.
0: Okay. Are we going with uh, Thomas
2: Nast? The, well, okay, I, I've i wanted to correct you on a couple of things so far. I'm not okay, going to until we get to my part. Go ahead. But um, it, it's, kind of a, it's kind of an exaggeration that Coca-Cola invented Santa. It, it popularized was... the image, but mm-hmm. the red the red coat, the white right. beard, that existed prior.
0: That was old Thomas Nast, who was a uh, uh, cartoonist in New York so, that uh, also was a uh, very against corrupted government with Tammany Hall.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. So you could just say that the Coca-Cola stuff just uh, solidified and gelatinized yeah, no. the more myriad interpretations Absol- of absolutely. Santa Claus.
0: Absolutely. Santa Claus is a product of the world vision of Santa. Mm-hmm. And Coca Cola solidified that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a given. That's how that I- I'll works. I'll get off
2: my soapbox now.
0: No, okay. no. I totally agree with you that, like, you know. It, it's an evolution. It starts with time and ass, it goes to Coca-Cola, it goes on from there, eventually uh-huh. Santa may have a fucking teleporter, we don't <laughs> fucking know. My point is, Santa is, and the other thing, it's like Tulpa, because Santa has become an existing corporal being throughout the world, but is affected by everyone's uh, perception of him. He can evolve. Uh, The only way to really kill Santa is to sit there and shoot him with mind bullets, which means like (laughs) a thousand people sitting there going,
2: (coughs) Go away! (laughs) Go away! It's like that psychic episode of South Park where all the psychics are having a fight. Yes. (laughs) No, 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 go away,
0: go away. I don't like you, Santa, go away. (laughs) <laughs> so, and that's that's my opinion on Santa. That's how I see it. I think that Santa exists in the physical sense that uh, he's like a fairy. You have to keep clapping. You know. <laughs> I like that. It's cute. It is. It's and scary. I think it really kind of works in the same way that Men in Black work. In that, like, yes, we've created this horrible, topic beings that come <laughs> and fuck with us when we see UFOs, but also have some presence.
2: Just, just have, just have a pen to see how Santa reacts to that pen. Oh, okay. yes, a nice pen. Can I have that pen? What is that pen? What does Please it do? Can. What is that pen?
0: <laughs> oh my God! I want to wait up and see if Santa comes down my chimney, and I can give him a pen. That would be great. David, thank you. I've got a plan for Christmas
1: now. <laughs> all right.
0: So, all right. I've got my thing. Mike, you, you've you had I, so a little I, bit I of think, time
1: to think. Yeah, so I think I've got something new now. Okay. Right. Okay, so, what do so, you so got, no, buddy? No, Sam is immortal. All okay, right. right. And and he he fulfills desires of children. Right. Um. He has some form of magic. Okay. He's a djinn.
0: Like the... Like the... Like a genie. Like, it, it, in the Muslim oh, sense. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's... He's an
1: evil spirit. Well, not evil, but... They're usually demons. Well, but, 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 so he, he, but he fulfills wishes.
0: Okay, so he's a djinn in the I Dream of Genie he's,
2: sense he of just the term. got, got bored. But are they monkey paw wishes, though? Does it does it inevitably uh, backfire? Damn, oh,
1: right. man, yeah, no, that's a really good point, because mm. wishes never work. Yeah, they always have some kind of gotcha, don't they? I
2: wish I had a toy. Yeah, I mean, it's like the Make-A-Wish Foundation. The kid still dies of cancer. Yeah, oh my God, fuck. Damn it.
0: Fuck, all right, all right, I need right. more booze after that. All right. No, I, okay, I think I'd come up with something. Just okay. give me a little more time. Okay, but it seriously is like, oh, oh, oh you want what the train said. Your <laughs> parents are dead. So, David. You want a dog? Well, oh, <laughs> it has no legs. Uh, my God, It's a rolling wiener dog. That's all Santa
2: brings. Oh. I want the family to be together for Christmas. Okay, well, here's a car bomb. You're all together in heaven. <laughs> oh, you want to be together?
0: We're all
2: buried in the graveyard. Ho, 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 ho. <laughs> Monkey That's- Paul Santa is my new favorite thing. <laughs>
0: <Yes>. <laughs> I agree that it's a fast fucking nut. We should That's- make that,
1: you know, the new... Oh, you
0: know, yeah. No that is like the Victorian Santa right there man uh so David you wanted to tell us about Santa's best friend and tool right
2: right right so let's, you know
0: let's talk about Krampus
2: yeah so so here's the thing about the holiday season a lot of us focus on like the cheery togetherness part of it, but it's also kind of a dark season, isn't it?
0: It is. I mean, like, when you go back to, like, the general origin of Christmas, we're basically talking about a five-day delay of the winter winter solstice Mm -hmm. for pagans, and it was a time of darkness. It was a time of fearing the night, which is why candles are such an important part.
2: Right. right. So if, if you think of the figure as Santa Claus as kind of like the manifestation of the good of the season, right. then you obviously have to have a dark counterpart, and that is Krampus.
0: Yes, which Krampus... Oh boy, what a great guy. Let's
2: go Kramp- into him. Kr- Krampus is fucking metal, dude. I love Krampus. Yeah. So, um, so I kind of wrote a little mini essay here. So, um, yes, we uh, all
0: went into this like fairly blind, and David wrote three pages. So, let's <laughs> go into that.
2: All right. So, I'm, I'm going to kind of read through. Please go ahead and chime in, ask questions, make observations. Okay. Oh, absolutely. So, this is going to be great. So, you know, Krampus has been on the rise when it comes to like contemporary Christmas culture in the 20th century. Yeah. But, you know, the Hellish Christmas Beast origins date back centuries. <laughs> so so when you were talking about Santa Claus as being, uh, like, Victorian period, uh, that may have been Santa Claus, but yes. the, the Santa-like figure extends much further back.
0: Yeah, we go to Centra Claus and uh, St. Nicholas himself.
2: Right, and I'm going to talk a little bit about St. Nicholas and this whole thing. But, oh, of course you um are. What I want to talk about is that, like, krampus is not a singular thing there are all these different regional variations on the same principle idea yeah and then you know while not every bavarian area nation celebrates krampus which is uh, the night of krampus which is uh, awesome you know th- an entity that we can reasonably dub as krampus exists in multiple cultures yes Now, before we begin, I just want to cite my sources. I'm not going to go very deep into here. We could probably do an entire episode on Krampus, but I'm going to be using History.com and National Geographic magazine. Yeah, two of the best sources. All right, so before we begin, do you two, like, how would you describe Krampus?
0: I would describe Krampus as the large goat demon man that comes and takes your children, shoves them in a basket, beats them with sticks, and makes them wish to God they'd been killed.
1: Good. Mike, how about you? So I I mean, I thought he was more kinda like Satany goat uh satyr where he, you know, kinda was half man, half goat. But mm-hmm. uh you know but mm-hmm. yeah, still, you know, grab ba- grab children. I don't know if it's just bad children or children in general. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I think good children
1: have to fear Krampus.
2: Mm-hmm. Right, but, so you you both are pretty much on the money, and it, it, again, there's dozens of variations on Krampus, right. because every single little Bavarian country has their own variation. There's variations within each country. Um, but, you know, typically Krampus is described or viewed as a half-man, half-goat figure.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh,
2: oftentimes, he has a long, venom-like tongue, making him an inevitable villain for a feature Marvel movie.
1: That's just um, fucked up, dude. <laughs> or or <laughs> makes, <laughs> him very, makes him very popular with the ladies or oh, guys. Yeah, know that yeah.
2: way about that way. Hey,
1: everybody um, loves that tongue.
2: He's often depicted with a chain, like Ghost Rider. Uh huh. Um, he has a wooden back on his back; is basically just a basket uh-huh. um, in which he, you know, spirits away naughty children. And he has a bundle of reeds that he carries with him to slap around children uh, to punish them.
0: Fuck you, kids. Fuck you! <laughs> ha! I'm Krampus!
2: So, like, that, it, the, what I described is basically like the universal image of what we assume is Krampus, especially here in the U.S.
0: Thanks to so, horror movies.
2: Right. So he's typically seen as the dark counterpart to St. Nicholas, who is a figure we typically attribute as the precursor to Father Christmas and today's Santa Claus. Right with that being said, Krampus is just a variation on an existing theme of, you know, the duality of the Christmas season. Right. Uh, you also have other figures that are like him. So you have the Germanic Belschnickel. Belschnickel's and, a great name. Uh, okay, and I'm gonna butcher this one. Nick
0: Nectrepecht.
2: And they're part of that, what you call, like, St. Nicholas's Wacky Holiday Entourage. Because <laughs> <laughs> that, that was his thing. Nicholas life. would come to town with his little monster buddies What's up? St. <laughs> Nick's here. I got my
0: posse. Fuck y'all. <laughs> yeah. I that, just, that's
2: pretty much how it went.
0: Yeah. No, <laughs> he's just like this. It's like, hey, I got presents. If you ain't been good, fuck you. I've got my bitches. That will be, yeah, man. Um, we got to bring that shit back.
2: There's a lot of traditions here that I'm going to talk about that I think we need to bring back. Also, oh, yes. <laughs> Um, it's going to take way too long to explain the pagan roots of the holiday season (laughs) and how all these characters fit into it
0: we'll do that next year because there's like the fucking Christmas cat and all this crazy shit yeah the old cat so I'm just going to kind of
2: summarize briefly by quoting a little passage here from history.com so they write Krampus and St. Nick's other bad boys have their origins in <laughs> pagan celebrations of the winter solstice.
0: It <laughs> sounds like a boy band already. Jesus.
2: The, the figure of St. Nicholas is based on St. Nicholas Amira, who, uh, who is believed to have lived in the 3rd or 4th century and who is known for many miracles. Like uh, as bringing cultural trans-
0: prostitutes back to life.
2: Yeah, um, I'm super not I'm not really familiar with that's, uh, that's a lot a, of the saints Is I, that a literally? I'm
0: familiar with Saint Nicholas <laughs> he threw money in to help prostitutes he brought children and prostitutes back to life it was a whole thing and he
2: oh, threw good it through for the him. chimney that's where what? that
0: came from he threw it th- th- through the chimney
2: oh interesting that's yeah. huh. Um, so, you know, as cultural transmission and appropriation end up being an inevitability in human history, these characters later became part of the Christian tradition uh, traditions.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and, you know, St. Nicholas would visit children on, like, December 6th to reward the children. Mm-hmm. So, uh, around December 5th, his menacing partner, St. Nicholas's menacing partner, would visit kids to punish them. Yeah! Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, in Alpine Austria and some parts of Germany, this day, the December 5th, was known as Krampusnacht or Krampus Night. Okay,
0: Krampusnacht it, is like the best band name. It, it
2: really is. Oh my god. I want to be a member of Krampusnacht. Now, now here's why Krampusnacht is really cool. Mm hmm. Um, the usage of Krampus in such celebrations such as Krampusnacht is similar to other supernaturally tinged dark celebrations aimed at children, such as the Japanese Namahage. Have you ever seen the Namahage before?
0: I don't know if I have, but it sounds familiar. Please explain.
2: So, uh, It's it's a tradition in certain uh, rural parts of Japan where you have people wearing ani masks, wearing heavy straw coats... And they come to the door of the home and they beat on the door frame, make roaring sounds to scare the children into being good. Ooh. Holy shit, that's awesome. Right? So that kind of idea is similar to what's going on with Crap is knocked because the idea is that these children were to be scared into good behavior through parents dressing as frightening and monstrous figures, which is cool shit. <laughs>
0: yeah, holy shit,
2: yes. Now we the best part about now the best part about this is uh-huh. the adults get something out of it as well, because many of the adults doing this were the fathers of the children who'd get shit-faced at the local beer garden and then chase their children around wearing Krampus outfits. <laughs>
0: oh my god, it's awesome! Man. And now I want children. Oh my
2: god! Like oh literally, the children. only reason I would have children is to chase them around dressed as Krampus because that's fucking <laughs> fine. <laughs> Oh my god, that's awesome! Right. So here's the thing. Like sometimes Krampus will be with Saint Nick, sometimes he won't be, sometimes uh Krampus will be on his own, but a lot of the times they're together playing like the good cop bad cop routine oh, for the yeah. local children. Dude. So yeah. you know, Saint Nicholas dressed in resplendent robes, you know, to treat the children. Meanwhile Krampus appears as a BDSM satyr and deals <laughs> with the bad children. <laughs>
0: Can I just say, like, okay, him being associated with Santa, it's like okay, good cop, bad cop. Can you imagine him not being associated with Santa? It's just like I'm here on my own volition. Bring me your children, I will beat them with sticks. <laughs>
2: well, it's just like imagine your first Christmas, um, and it's like you know, uh, the December fifth, which oh is Krampus knocked, and they don't have him associated with Saint Nicholas.
0: Oh my god. Well, you stole your browser soap, so now you get to be beaten with sticks by the satyr god. <laughs> oh my
2: god. That's um awesome. So... <laughs> I, okay, <laughs> I'm sorry, it's this is not so good. awesome,
0: but I love it.
2: <laughs> now, one of the ways in which you can appease Krampus, oh, in you some can traditions... Krampus? Yeah, you can appease Krampus, and that's to offer him schnapps, or other traditional pagan spirits of Germanic folklore.
0: I right, seriously, you gave me booze of Ostris' Krampus. Yeah, I go the fuck away.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, that's probably he's probably up to get a buzz on. You know
0: what I mean? Yeah, no, seriously, it's like if you don't give me liquor, I beat your children.
2: <laughs> that's great. You know, um, and then there's all these different variations on this. So yeah. you know, in Croatia, Saint Nicholas will leave children with a golden branch as a reminder to be good throughout the year. Um, Krampus will take the presents and leave the kids with a single sil- uh, silver branch. So, you know, it's just various little regional differences.
0: Can't I just say I'd rather have
2: Legos? <laughs> no, you get the silver branch.
0: Shit. Mike, how about you? Legos <laughs> or a silver branch? I don't know. Is it like real silver?
2: That I could not figure out, but we'll say yes. You know what? Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah I mean
0: like on. if sure. you could sell the branch,
2: either way, you're good. <laughs> so well, have you ever seen expensive. those? <laughs> have you ever seen those like fucked up and hilarious postcards depicting Krampus carrying off children?
0: That is my entire life at Christmas time right now, Mike.
1: Yeah, you okay. seen them? Yeah, yeah. Okay, good.
2: Okay, so that's actually a very important <laughs> tradition that we're going to get into. Yeah. So we're all familiar with the Christmas card. Yeah. Gentle, lovely little cards depicting picturesque Christmas moments. Sometimes they might get a little naughty, uh, but they're generally kind of cute. You might get that kind of like saucy one with like a sure. dog showing its butt hole, wearing a Santa hat, or something yeah. like that. Just, we, we've been there. We've been in the, the yeah, Christmas no, card
0: aisle. No, seriously, I've been uh, looking at Victorian Christmas cards lately, and my absolute favorite is just the picture of a dead bird that says "Happy Holidays."
2: So, um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Krampus Krampus has his appeal. You look at Krampus and you're oh, like, oh yeah. that's fucking cool, right? No shit
0: yeah, dude.
2: So with the availability of cheaper printing, it resulted in a tradition of horrifyingly hilarious <laughs> and spicy <laughs> seasonal cards, traditionally known as Krampus Cart
1: Do you
0: like Krampus's tongue? Krampus will take this tongue to your butthole, lean over.
2: Uh, that vibe is actually on some of those cards. That's the <laughs> whole reason I said it, man. So, you know, Krampus is an undoubtedly a kinky figure, right?
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> he, oh,
2: yes. He, yeah, he looks hilarious and horrifying, so he kind of became this common figure for these seasonal cards. Uh-huh. Uh, they were those kind of, like, feel-bad, cathartic <laughs> cards that represent the flip side of the dreary winter season. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, and the cards would often depict Krampus carrying off kids in his basket, leading them off with of the chains, or just stuffing them into a a sack or you know that sort of thing
0: and let me interrupt before you go on with that the reason i brought up the whole separating krampus into his home whole thing was because a lot of early christmas cards actually showed saint nicholas stuffing children into cards and then after that they started using krampus and that's why i was Mm -hmm. like well we separate the evil from saint nicholas and i just wanted to throw that in there because like that i made that connection while doing research this morning to scar people i know on social media
2: so so yeah like some of the traditions showing santa like putting the kids in the sack or whatever or right, what we'll say right, father right. christmas yeah um you know that's that's kind of like a victorian british thing but you know krampus once the printing press bec- and it becomes easy to print this stuff yeah you'll see krampus kind of make his way into europe and kind of you, you get the santa becoming like Other the the things. fully nice guy yeah so, you know, it's not just that Krampus is a menace to children everywhere. He's also a horny goat.
0: <laughs> in fact, they sell <laughs> his weed in certain gas stations in the United exactly. States.
2: Man, we should mark it up like a, a oh Kramp- Krampus Bonerton or something.
0: <laughs> Krampus Boner <Bonernacht. laughs> we we'll give you a real Krampus knocked. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> okay, let's go on with him being a horny goat. I love this. Right. So
2: so many of these Krampus Karten, uh, and that's K-R-T-E-N. Um, Not like Mario Kart. This is Krampus cards, right. basically. God, uh, Krampus would be a
1: terrifying addition <laughs> to Mario Kart.
0: Oh God, that would be awesome. Him on like... A fucking cart pulled by, like, goats. Even
1: even more horrifying than Wario. Oh, yeah. Yeah, He'd just hear him hit
2: the boost and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) So (laughs) about these Krampus carton? So so many of these Krampus carton would depict Krampus in compromising situations in pursuing women. Oh, dear. Oh, my. (laughs) Yes. Sometimes these would be even kinkier. Depicting Krampus as a tall, buxom woman who would carry small men in her sack or whip them with reeds. Mm. Anybody else like rock
0: hard right now? Nope. Just me? Yep. Um, I'll join the
2: club. I'm I'm, I'm into that tall woman carrying me in a a sack. That's all right.
0: You, me, Krampus, and lizard chicks. I'm down.
2: Well, we'll find something
0: that makes Mike horny eventually. Oh, yeah. Eventually, we'll find, like, the Mike horny thing. <coughs>
2: <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, there's this, this tradition of these really fucked up cards depicting Krampus.
0: Which is awesome. I want to so, bring them back. Hardcore.
2: Yeah, I, I think we should do, like, uh, next year, like, do our own Krampus card or something. Oh, yeah, no. I found a great card uh, while doing research
0: this morning of just children being... Uh hauled off by horrid bat creatures. It just said Seasons Greetings. I was like, what
2: the fuck? That's amazing. I know! <laughs> so, So, I want to ask you guys, when did you first hear about Krampus? What was your first exposure to him? Okay, me
0: personally, I want to say it was like during the 80s in a documentary about Santa Claus that was tied into the 1986 Santa Claus the Movie. Of course, they also talked about Swarty Pete, but we're not going to go into him.
2: He's he's a next year thing.
0: Oh, he is a next year and, like, uh, racially sensitive thing. But, like, that's when (laughs) I first learned about Krampus was during that. When I learned that, like, in Europe, they had, like, alternatives to coal. (laughs) Mike,
1: how about you? (laughs) Um, I'm pretty sure you told me about him. Really?
2: I mean, I'm pretty Holy sure. Holy shit. Okay, I feel
1: I Just imagine that
2: conversation. It's like, hey, hey, Mike, you want to hear about the Christmas fuck goat? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, the bad thing is, I can't actually say that's not how I approached the subject.
1: I'm pretty sure it wasn't. It, really? Yes. Y- you want to hear about evil Santa? Oh, it was probably more like just, hey, Mike, there's this... There's, There's some old kind of alter- Krampus that like gets the bad children. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what were you warning him or something?
1: No, I, I probably. I was like Mike, you
0: better not be a shit, or you're gonna get like crampied. raped by the horny goats.
2: You better watch out. You better watch out. You better watch out. <laughs> <laughs> you better watch the cornhole, Mike. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you better watch out. You better watch your cornhole. <laughs> God, Krampus. Krampus, Krampus doesn't care where he crams it. Oh, Krampus, Krampus. No. Um, oh, God. Um, that's got reefs, that's for sure. What was that, Mike? Might I also say that Krampus just sounds like what happens to me when I eat too much bread. <laughs> I get Krampus.
0: I don't know. I get Krampus when I eat too much cheese. And I bought a and cheese... Gassy. I bought a cheese advent calendar, and let me tell you something. That has been... Too much cheese? Too much cheese. So, David, uh, why don't you tell us about your first experience uh, with Krampus?
2: So, yeah, what I'd like to do is... Um, so, my first exposure to Krampus as a concept was the Venture Brothers Christmas special. I remember where the that. Krampus proceeds to butt-rape Dr. Venture. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, then... I love that episode so fucking much cuz I was like
2: holy shit it's Krampus and he's doing his thing. <laughs> so so the idea was that like the that like Krampus was strictly like a European thing for a long time oh, until yeah. about the mid 2000s. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when we start kind of <clears throat> filtering Krampus into our own Christmas traditions. Yeah. And, um, and many sources are kind of telling me that like graphic designer Monte Beauchamp published a book uh, that was just a collection of these different Krampus cards.
0: Now, when you look up Bouchamp, be sure to look up Monty Bouchamp and not Bianca Bouchamp, because that is a totally, totally (laughs) different thing involving latex.
2: Yep, I know what you're talking about. (laughs) Alright! Put out all the places
1: to find this stuff.
2: Yeah! (laughs) So, so you know, today Krampus has just kind of become this tr- tradition for Americans now too. Which is
1: great.
2: It's just kind of like this ironic holiday display, you know, and then you have all of these Krampus themed movies that have been made in the last twenty years. Man, we
0: love Krampus as a horror movie idea at Christmas now. Yeah.
2: You know, and I could probably talk a lot more about Krampus because you know, I I, I mean, ugh, there's so much that I could talk about here, but I don't want to. Spend too much more time on this because I'm dying to hear what Mike has to say. That <laughs> is his theory. Uh, it's coming along. I'm not formulating.
0: Well, what we're gonna do is next year we're gonna do like a whole episode at Christmas of. Uh, non-Santa-related stuff like the Yule Cat, the Yule Goat and we'll talk more about Krampus then and we'll do some research into other Christmas traditions that are not Santa-related and I think that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really excited about that to be 100% honest. Right. David, thank you for bringing us so much information about Santa's dark, symbiotic twin from
2: hell. Right. And and I think that's part of my theory as to like what, what Santa is. He is an element of nature that has two halves.
0: I agree. I feel like Santa, the whole idea of Christmas, really, you've got the Christian goodness and you've got the pagan darkness thing, and I think they're like two sides of the same coin and they're both necessary. I think like we've had Santa on his own tomb long and children need to fear the horrid goat thing.
2: And if not... I just looked at the outline and I saw that little joke you put in there. Which one was that? Uh, At the bottom of the outline. um, It made you look.
0: (laughs) That is not me. me. That That is Mike. Mike makes you
1: look. (laughs) Son of a bitch. Anyway, point is. I was wondering I, if someone would find that. I really, because it's in one, is in one point font. Oh,
2: you
0: got me, Mike. You really got me there. Um, But I really think we need, like, an alternative to Santa, because I think America in general has become too, Santa's got to bring me what I want. Or he'll bring me coal. Nobody brings me coal. Yeah, what if the goat thing shows up and does horrible things to your bottom?
1: Uh, okay. Damn, Mike, just fucking shoot me down like that. Oh, I'm just... it's like, uh, I don't want I'm the horrid goat thing to do things to my bottom. I'm just saying, consent, like, least.
0: there need to be real alternatives, not just coal. I mean, like, drag you off in the in the basket with switches. We need to bring that back. Now, that being said, now that me and David have said uh, this, you've had plenty of time to think because okay. let's talk about your theory on santa because you have not told me a
1: thing about this developing idea so so i've thought long and hard about it (laughs) so long and hard so not only does santa have to be immortal Uh uh-huh and have to have some kind of power either from himself or maybe you know totems yeah yeah objects of power, you know, sure. Lot, he probably had a long lot of time to collect this kind of stuff. If you're a fan of the Wheel um, of Time, tear around Griel, if you will. But yeah, you know, any, you know thing like that. You know, uh-huh. he has he has a following. He's gathered time to gather. So he has to have been around for a long time. Probably even longer than, you know, he's been doing this kind of stuff.
0: Sure. So you're saying he's so, had time to like
1: gather his uh, yes. uh marshal his troops. Yeah, so so and also he seems to have you have to think, what is his purpose? Why is he doing all this? He can't just uh, be for being nice. No. It, I mean why this better is not he,
2: just be a time lord joke. No, why oh, is he I
1: don't think Mike trying has to bring it in him joy to, to all these children and especially okay. Christian children? Okay. Because, you know, it's pretty much Christianity here we're sure. talking about. Yeah, no, sin is trying to the, the Jewish children. He's trying to atone for a sin. Wait. He is Cartifolus, the wandering Jew, trying to uh, make amends and finally be able to die for Jesus to forgive him.
0: I cannot explain the level of face foam I'm experiencing right now. No,
1: it it makes sense. He, he, <laughs> I mean, why now, look, else? Because he, okay. he was so so he was baptized so he became christian he was rebaptized was he as baptized? joseph uh by uh ananias as joseph wait yeah oh wow you've done like way yeah. more research into so, this than i
0: did that's amazing so
1: saint nicholas was uh alive between 270 ad and 343 okay so you're saying that was Cartifolus? So that was Cartifolus. Yes, he he tried to be the good person, and mm-hmm. it, it just and like, his reach wasn't big enough. So he had to, children and prostitutes. Yeah. So yes, yeah, so he had to go because Jesus liked prostitutes. Sure. Yeah. So, okay. So he, he, he realized, liked a lot of people. He realized after that short stint, he had to go bigger. It had to be more than just a little town. <laughs> so he built it up Shit. over you know. Yeah. A few hundreds most, you know, and you, a few, hundreds, hundreds of years, you know, decades, maybe even a century or two. You know, maybe he had a little, a little, uh, misstep there as the Count Saint Germain.
0: Okay, so what you're saying is that the Count Saint Germain was just like a an stepping stone.
1: Attempt. Yeah, he was. He's trying to like gather his resources, and he realized it didn't work. So you know, Saint Nicholas, Saint Germain. Why was he a cult called Saint Germain? Maybe he just picked up that affliction. He was like, I, "I'm a saint," and the, and he just steamrolled it. Now he's Santa Claus.
0: So you're saying, yes, that Santa Claus, mm-hmm. the jolly fat Christian man, yes,
1: is a guilty Jew that mocked Jesus. He's not a Jew anymore because he was baptized. Therefore, he's Christian.
0: David, say something, please.
2: <laughs> you know, honestly, uh, it sounds like the ramblings of an insane person, but I'm into it. <laughs> you know, the
0: bad thing is when. See, I didn't know this was exactly where you were going. I thought you had like a totally new idea.
1: No, no, but, I, just, like, I just. When connected you dots. said this
0: the first time and I just assumed you dropped it <laughs> because you were saner than the two of us. I was like, shit, that makes sense to me. Also, can we talk about the... You now, I just... I, mm, <laughs> God damn it, Mike. This makes a lot of sense. I hate that. I'm
2: like, mad about it, yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm kind of mad about it because like... God damn it, dude. You came up with something that makes a lot more fucking sense than most people's theories on anything. Like, Flat Earth? No. Santa Claus is the Wandering Jew. Yeah, alright, <laughs> I'll buy that. Uh, yeah, okay.
1: Questions? Fuck. Comments? Yeah, okay, comments. I don't know. I Make <laughs> me defend my thesis. Okay, um shit, I don't know how to make you defend a thesis
0: like
2: this. It's like, how does Krampus fit into this?
1: Yeah, how does Krampus fit into he, well, this? He's had a lot of time to make some enemies. Krampus, Krampus <laughs> or friends. Isn't, isn't his... Krampus is his arch enemy. Well, no, he's helping him, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, man. yeah, Did yeah. you miss my cut. sermon? Well, no, because no, <laughs> Santa wants even the bad kids to be good, whereas Krampus just wants to remove the bad kids. No, Krampus wants to punish the punish kids santa wants them to want to be better therefore it's like i'm not gonna punish you but see what happens if you are good whereas krampus is like you're bad you'll always be bad i'm just gonna, gonna with the shit out of, out of you in my basket blah, blah, blah. see krampus is the stick santa claus is the carrot Alright, so the problem
0: with this whole fucking theory, Mike. Yeah. The problem is I can't argue this. Because it's no less batshit insane than anything we've discussed. Well, true. Especially mine with the whole Santa is a thought form energy ghost created by humanity
2: in general. What what if Santa's an alien? Oh Oh, man, I was hoping
0: somebody would bring that up. (laughs) What if he is an
2: alien? You did see a Christmas tree fall out of a UFO once. Fuck you,
0: that wasn't a Christmas tree, (laughs) goddammit.
1: Damn, Damn, it's like, how many episodes have it been? You've been fucking writing me about this fucking Christmas tree. David, I will have to to defend him on this. Because if that was a Christmas tree, it would have to be a really long extension cord. Fuck
2: you. Imagine aliens could invent a very long extension.
1: What if it was to a car battery in uh, in just like speculative world? Uh because um, a car battery doesn't output hundred and ten volts, what which if the they modern had a, domestic what if they had an lights need. What year was this? Uh, oh, wow So this was kind of those, this would have had to have been those big Christmas lights.
0: Yeah, no. Well, no, we had the little ones. We, the thing is, we had they're big ones from like the 60s, but we also had like modern ones because every time my dad bought a new set, we had to buy a new set at Christmas because they went out. But still, you know,
1: they're, they're little incandescent lights. They draw a lot of power about you know, I'm, I'm glad we're digging deep into this because this like, has been bugging me for a long time. Really? 100, 100 has 120 it, watts, you know, depending on the. Yeah, but still, good luck. Like,
0: okay, hypothetically, if a UFO threw a car battery and an inverter and a Christmas tree with 1987 style incandescent lights out of it, would I have been able to mistake it for a UFO? Well, yeah. Now we're talking about a UFO trying to
2: As trick how close me you were.
0: into believing that a Christmas tree was a UFO. We're talking about a UFO tricking me to believe I saw a UFO. Yeah. Well, why not? Man, fuck yeah. both of you guys. <laughs> fuck both is, of is you.
2: It, is it any more unreasonable than Santa Claus being the wandering Jew? Is it any less reasonable
0: than Santa Claus being a thought-born, thought-born energy ghost? Well, yeah, because I don't believe in that. Oh, fuck you! <laughs> fuck you, you're a mortal wandering Jew. Going, hey, I should give out toys. Hey,
2: hey, hey, you know what, Kevin? Kevin, what? Merry Christmas, buddy. Merry
0: Christmas, David. Merry I really do appreciate. It. Merry Christmas, Mike.
2: Merry I- Christmas, you old crazy savings and loan.
0: <laughs> Merry Christmas, savings and loan. So, uh, we've got some questions now that we've okay. talked about theories, and we've got like a whole, we're, we're only at 49 minutes, this is great, we're making good time. So, uh, we got some questions. Uh, mm-hmm. first off, Man in Black, Eric Queen, asked, feelings on Krampus. Now, we've talked about Krampus, but what are our feelings on Krampus? David, I want to go with you first, because you covered him in depth to some degree what are your feelings toward this horny goat man
2: i absolutely love the fact that this horny goat man exists and that he is becoming a aspect of contemporary christmas culture right i'm i am all for the rise and the supremacy of krampus
0: I I will say I am fully for the return of Krampus. I feel like, yes, we need a bad cop to our Santa good cop. I think that children need an actual alternative besides, oh, you'll get a lump of stuff that is useful in your stocking. Uh, Mike, how about you,
1: buddy? Um, I, I, I don't know. Like I mean, In the sense of
0: Krampus being reinstituted into yeah. the concept
1: of Christmas. I mean... I don't think Christmas needs a dark side. Oh fuck you! I think oh, Christmas, Christmas needs a Christmas dark side. Christmas, about- Christmas
2: does have a dark side, though, so I feel like oh, there yeah. should be some, some sort of symbol for that.
1: Here's the dark Ooh. side already of Christmas: Frickin' capitalism. Oh shit, dude! It's already got a That's heel killer.
0: Mike, you just punched me in the
1: fucking <laughs> stomach with that. So, but but Christmas should be all about light and hope. Uh, I think it should be about light and hope with consequences. No, no, that's, that's that's the dark winter afterwards. That's the, all the consequences. All right, that's fair. Well, we did ask your opinion,
0: and we yeah. didn't, like, sign on to argue about that. So, thank you for that. Now, what, we haven't... What about that? you? Me? Yeah. Oh, dude, no, we totally need him back, just because I feel like we need consequences for Christmas. I feel no. like... And not consequences, I just feel like, you know, be good... And Santa Santa will bring you a toy. What happens if it's not good? Krampus will drag you off in a in a fucking basket and beat you.
2: You know what else? What? We need another costume for the Christmas orgy anyway. So. You are right.
0: I like. I want to dress as the goat. Somebody else can dress as like the sugar plum fairy. Whatever. I'm just saying, like you know, okay, you're in the orgy. Do you want to? And you're dressed as a sugar plum fairy. Do you want to be fucked as the fat man in red or the horny goat?
2: Um, (laughs) in an orgy, Mike, you have to answer.
1: Well, that, that's, there's got to be more Come on, surely there's a Frosty the Snowman well, well, The party
2: has died down There's only a guy dressed as Santa And a guy dressed as Krampus And your dressed as the Sugar Plum Berry Surely <laughs> there's only fucking?
1: three left, man I, I, I guess it depends on which one's groomed better oh, That's not fair <laughs> It's mean, obviously uh, Santa mate, Does he smell better? Yeah, cause okay, yeah. I it the cookies. mean, there the go. goat
0: guy is gonna smell like a goat guy. Yeah,
1: no thank you. He's gonna
0: smell
2: like sage and like yeah, pine trees.
0: Yeah, but he knows how to fuck better. Sam, I seems let, I let my Coca Cola. <laughs> okay, we had another question from Ghost Forge. Moving <laughs> on, asking we're gonna cover the Yule Cat and Parkta. I don't know what Parkta is. Uh, but we did talk about next year. We're going to cover more obscure traditions at Christmas. Let me look up what Parkta is or Perchta. As soon as I find the home row keys. So
1: did you say Yule cat? Yeah, I yes, the Yule cat. Okay, is that? I hope that's not like the Yule log, and you don't set the cat on <laughs> fire. <laughs>
0: oh, okay, Perkta, also commonly known as Parkta and other variations, once known as goddess in Alpine paganism in the upper German and Austrian regions of the Alps. Her name may mean the Bright One. It's probably related to the Berchtentag, meaning the Feast of the Epiphany. Jugendmacht provides an alternative etymology, attributing the origin of the name Parchtentag, to the old High German verb "pergen," meaning hidden or covered. This episode's
2: uh, been a little bit too Germanic for me. It
0: really has, like, <laughs> should we be like Sieg Heiling or no, something? No, 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 no. Okay, but I do say that it's that, highly related to Christmas and the uh, uh, winter solstice but, and paganism.
1: But I would say, I, I'm. It's interesting though. You saying all that that I didn't know that Klingon celebrated Christmas.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what it yeah, no, like. seriously. Uh yeah. So um we'll we'll cover that next year for the next episode. Uh get- so yeah. Yule Cat and Parkha Uh let's see. I said we definitely plan on it, but we'll definitely get confused and look them up. Yeah, because uh, we're not
1: familiar at all with that.
0: Now Ghost Force says they're gory as hell and we'll love them, so we'll find out about that later. <laughs> uh yeah, you said you'd had your hands full with Krampus.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I understand the context of that now. Yes. I'll put also put Pine
0: Natal on the list for next year if SNL didn't make that up, and I said, well, if they did, we'll cover that in Hanukkah Harry. <laughs> uh, which, on Heusel, on Loisel, on slow-mo, Hanukkah it's Portuguese Harry.
1: What is? pine Natal. Really? Yep. Wow. It's basically, it looks like on a Google search, it looks like Portuguese Santa Claus.
0: Oh, cool. We'll go into that next year uh let's see okay Ghost Forge had a really good question that's unrelated like to the paranormal hang on before we go into hits i just want to make sure we don't have any questions from uh the goons oh no, uh, not the goons oh the goons actually we have no questions from the goons <laughs> except with it we did get some subscribers out of me asking them head questions so oh, that's hey. kind of cool uh so thank you to uh hang on hang on my brain is not working thank you to Deutercles for subscribing Deutercles is awesome apparently yeah, there's a a yeah,
1: I, there, I know him, IRL. He's an awesome yeah. dude.
0: Yeah. he, he From everything I've heard, he's an awesome dude, and there is a ritual known as the shaving of the <laughs> Deutercles. Yeah. A so, Dragon Con tradition. <laughs> Dragon Con. So Ghost Forbes said, what kind of family holiday traditions do you all have? Uh, not generic like go-to-Christmas-mass kind. He said, caroling is uncommon enough these days that I wouldn't call it generic. So uh, let's start with uh, Mike, our our formerly uh, Catholic I, friend. What Christmas traditions do you have?
1: Not. I like, mean, I've from lived with you for several years now. So, from so from my family, I mean, it's not probably out of the ordinary. I'm pretty sure it's probably a close to even split on mm-hmm. who does and doesn't. But one thing I can think of is that, like the Santa Claus. Uh, presents for us kids weren't wrapped they were just like appeared under the tree you know overnight but they were usually just laid out you know like i remember one year my dad like put the gi joes out and they were kind of like in a little battle scene and, okay know, that's like really that. awesome actually um that's cool or like the the nintendo well we got the nintendo like do we get it I'm trying to remember. One of them we did get over Christmas. Maybe it was the Atari we got. Mm -hmm. It was, like, already hooked up to the TV, so you could just start playing right away. Oh, that's cool, because we had to hook mine up. Yeah, so just stuff like that. So, like, you know, anything that was, you know, going to be under the tree before Christmas obviously was wrapped and everything, but... Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was laziness or just, you know, I mean, for a lot no, no, of kids, especially ma- boys' toys and kids' toys. It was the toys, magic of Santa. Um, it kind of makes sense because a lot of them needed, you know, assembly, like G.I. Yeah. Joe vehicles. You had to, like, put them together and put the decals on. And he, he would, I guess my dad, I'm assuming my dad, I don't know if my mom was quite... You know, yeah,
0: and that. My dad was the same would way.
1: Put a, you know, put a, they'd all be together and everything.
0: Yeah, see, my dad was the same way. There'd be some wrapped stuff under the tree occasionally, but like a lot of my big presents, like I remember, you go in the living room and there'd be like all this unwrapped stuff on the couch. Like I remember one year I went in there was like a giant Ronald McDonald doll with all the stuff you could do, and then like even after my parents actually started wrapping stuff uh my dad would like open uh the train sets and stuff like that and play with them
2: well, my uh my parents when they got me the Nintendo 64 I woke uh-huh. up Christmas morning and it was already plugged up and my dad played Mario 64.. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Cool. So that, that was a fun surprise. Oh, okay, cool. I got a Nintendo 64. How's it so far, Dad?
0: Yeah, my dad like hooked up the uh, Atari 2600 and was playing
1: Atari for days before I got it. So. Yeah, our, our Atari was kind of the same way. We mm-hmm. found a, several uh, Atari cartridges under the coffee table, and my parents' excuse was that uh, a friend of theirs brought it over, and they were playing it while we were asleep, and then they left, and they forgot the games. Turns out no, there were our games and they had just been yeah. messing with it.
0: See, I also had like my my parents bought me like a bunch of Thunder. I had like, let's just say it like this. I had a Thundercats Christmas one year. You
2: yeah, had an
1: embarrassment of
0: Thundercats. An embarrassment of
2: Thundercats. Yes, just a litter of Thundercats. Like oh, yes, yeah.
0: no seriously, my parents gave birth to a litter of Thundercats, and they were all wrapped under the tree, but like on the couch already assembled was Cat's Lair.
1: Mm, yeah, like
0: this was like the equivalent of like the height of He-Man getting
1: Castle Grey Skull. Yeah.
2: I had Castle Grey Skull.
1: Oh, yeah, you we, son we, of a
2: we bitch! Never, we never
1: had Castle Grey Skull, but Snake Mountain was that way. Come out, yeah, fact, Snake Mountain. Yeah, because
0: my dad put it together was like playing with like it came with like a little thing you could put the bad guys on and shoot at cat's lair (laughs) and it would like eject the guys out of the seat because it had like a life counter on the front of cat's lair so like my dad was sitting there shoot would like go my mom told me years later my dad would sit, sit there and shoot at cat's lair until it shot someone out of the pilot seat thing I was like that is I loved my dad Like, that's all there is to it. He would, like, sit there and play with my toys uh, before I got him. So, like, and and my mom would be, like, you know, he's quality testing. But, uh, (laughs) yeah, that was one of of our traditions. But our big tradition, as far as family goes with me, uh, we've had this thing for, like, jesus christ like four or five generations where the first person to wake up on christmas eve morning and say christmas eve gift gets to unwrap one present early oh. and like you know when, when mom was a kid like in the early days yeah it was a fucking orange whatever <laughs> but like you get to open like one present and uh the thing is my mom and her first cousin uh, my quote unquote uncle Vaden, they had this constant thing where they would try to one up each other but the problem is my uncle Vaden worked for the post office so he would get up like super early every morning so like one in the morning phone rings my mom picks up the phone groggy goes hello and he goes Christmas Eve gift because they grew up together so, like, they would always, like, compete to see who would get it. And then, like, I'll never forget being awake at, awake at like, twelve fifteen 15 a.m. Christmas morning and hearing my mom in the front room dialing the phone and just hearing, Christmas Eve gifts, I got you, you fucker! <laughs> and it was great. So... Aww. Yeah, that's our that's our tradition. It's Christmas Eve gift. Whoever gets up says something. Says Christmas Eve gift first. They get to open one present. So uh, it's it's just a little Haman family tradition. My sister kept <laughs> that alive with me, and uh, I don't know. You know, it's it's one of those things I would like to keep going if I can. Mm-hmm. How about you, David?
2: Um, so I haven't had a like a traditional Christmas in a long time. Yeah. Um. And I can't really think of any, like, old traditions, but I am trying to, like, build new ones. So usually, like, that's I have good. a Christmas movie that I'll put on. Like, if something's in theaters, we'll go see that. Or, you know, the other things around Christmas time, I like to rewatch the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Oh, that's it's, just fine. It's, it's like a Christmas movie for me. It's weird. Like, it's not sure, necessarily no, a Christmas I mean, movie, but it's kind of like that Christmas. comforting thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But no, I don't really have a tradition I can really think about. We don't have, um, like, I, I guess, like, when I was a kid, the the joke was always to take a present, make it nice and big, make it feel heavy, oh, and, yeah. like, you you would put, like, a brick in there and then a gift card. Mike, why don't you
0: tell
1: them about some of the shit you uh, pulled I've, on me, you son of a bitch. I've done several to Kevin like that. Like, uh, oh. Let's talk about
0: the hard drives, motherfucker. Oh what was that gift? Actually? I don't remember. It was like a gift. It was like so, a CD package that you made up. Oh, uh, it was probably like, like a it game had something in it and then yeah. at the bottom it said like you'll find it
1: somewhere else. Oh. Yeah, so but it was yeah, just a box with like I think four just crashed hard drives so they weren't, you know, worth anything except They mass. weighed a ton. Yeah, they weighed a ton. And um that was what was the uh The Legend of Zelda and the Bucket of Meat. (laughs) Yes. Uh, It it said The Legend of Zelda and the
0: Bucket of Fucking Meat. Yeah, like... like, And when I opened it, out pops like a pop-up book version of Toad from Super Mario that says, Thank you, but your present is in another package. (laughs)
1: I forgot about that. Thank yeah,
0: you. that was great. I've still got that somewhere in my room, by oh, the wow. way. Because that was like one of my favorite things you've ever done. But it's the only thing that
2: a- I recall like that besides the bricks was the other thing I would do is like with my mom. I'd always wrap the present in extra, extra, extra paper. So it took her at least mm-hmm. a minute to oh, yeah. get for no, no. all the paper. <laughs> oh, yeah, It's like yeah, box inside great. of
1: a box wrapped in mm-hmm. something else. Yeah, I've done yeah. that nested. Uh, yeah. Merp. What's what's the word? I'm looking for the Russian doll thing. Uh, Matryoshka? Matryoshka doll. Yeah. Uh, awesome. My
2: wife is gesturing at me. I think she wants to say something. What are you saying, Holly? Uh-oh. Well, come here. You you tell. What, what okay. is it, Holly? <laughs> my, my wife is jumping on. Uh, come here, Holly. Go you going to be on here uh, eventually. I just heard him in the background, but we had a fun... Um, I I gave the prompt of uh, a, a rapping style that was unusual. So I got, like, books and comic books and layered them to look like a hamburger, like, <laughs> tied together. And... Right, I, just, no, I don't remember that. He he got me something, and I can't remember for the life of me what it was, but it was wrapped in tissue paper, a Ziploc bag, duct tape, and then sunk in the bottom of a bucket of water. <laughs> <laughs> so, like... I had a, a cute little... Tissue paper cheeseburger under the tree, and he's like, "You have to go outside for your Christmas gift." I'm like, what the fuck is going on?
0: Oh god, you missed
2: that's... the assignment, y'all.
0: Yeah. Oh my Thank god. Thank you, Holly. Thank you. Thank you, Holly. Oh, that was great. Okay. I
2: forgot about that. Yeah. Oh Jesus. And it was cold out there too. I was
0: very neat about that.
2: <laughs> you ass.
0: Oh my god, that's great.
2: It's a novel way of wrapping.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's an asshole way of wrapping. <laughs> Man, shit,
2: numb hands trying to get the freaking duct tape off the plastic bag. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: wow, that's amazing. One one uh one style of quote unquote wrapping <clears throat> I've never uh got the gumption to try is the thing where you take like. The long like bolts or threaded rod. Oh god! And the two plates with a bunch of holes around the perimeter. So you put the gift in the middle and just like have basically nuts and bolts. Like like one rod will have like ten nuts on each end. I've seen that. So and you it's have like to a undo bottle like of liquor in the center. hundred nuts just to get to the to the package. That would be yeah. hilarious. Don't give me fuck ideas. Don't give me ideas. that. That's horrible. Mike, if you ever do that to me, you're moving out. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. I'll do it with something like inconsequential in the middle, like a cheeseburger.
0: Oh, God. That'll be worse, because I'll just throw it in the fucking backyard and let it rot
1: and let squirrels I, I eat I it. Promise, I promise never to do something that like that with something important like a puppy. Yeah. No here's here's the thing. The present
0: let me tell you what the present was when it was the Legend of Zelda bucket the bucket of meat and then the toad popping out. It was a fucking three D S. Oh yeah,
1: that's right. I he was. bought me a three D S with like Super Mario World three right, D land. I didn't want to put like the actual present under the tree because it would be like obviously obvious, something yeah. important. So <laughs> I just did, you know, something that looked like basically a a game case, a DVD case, yeah, yeah. Because he had in a box the only thing you'd with really, hard drives. The only, the only thing you'd really asked for that year was like Skyward Sword or something like that. I don't know what mm. I asked for because I never got Skyward Sword, so it doesn't matter. I think it, like I think it was Skyward Sword, and that's why I did the bucket of meat. You, know?
0: you son of a bitch! <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Mike.
0: So that's about it for this uh, this. Festive holiday season, I want to wish everyone listening a Merry Christmas. Uh, we have had a great time talking about Santa and uh, his various accoutrements.
1: And, and his horny goat man. Indeed, we <laughs> had to talk
0: about the horny goat man. So uh, That's not Torgo. <laughs> you can reach me at, at SupernatPod on Twitter and Facebook. You can find the podcast, of course, at SupernaturalSelectionPod.com or at uh, rocks.
1: Like in my head.
0: Yes, the rocks in Mike's head. Mike, you can reach at uh, SkepticalMike at SupernaturalSelectionPod.com. Uh, David, how can they find you out there on the Internet with your amazing art?
2: Well, you can find me on Twitter, at HPKOMIC, and I do want to plug one thing. What's that? Um, over at Haunted MTL, we are doing a reading of um, uh, Christmas Carol, and Ooh. the first episode is up. I read Stave 1, which is Marley's Ghost.
0: Ooh, that's um, awesome.
2: So you can check that out. Uh, it's, an, it's under the podcast as A Christmas Carol Reading Stave 1. Uh, I enjoy doing it quite a bit. So, if you want some good old spooky Christmas adventures, go ahead and listen to that. Uh, it's to raise awareness for like local food banks and that sort of thing. So,
0: Very yeah. cool. Yep. So, uh, that's where you can find David. And, uh, of course, we have our Patreon where we'll, once Christmas is over, we'll be posting more and more bonus stuff because we'll have more and more time to do that kind of stuff. And, uh, we hope you'll join us and help us support the show. Keep it free and, uh, you can make one-time donations at ko-fi.com slash super, you know what, I'll find a link for it and post it. <laughs> I'm tired, it's late, friggin' podcast stuff. Find everything you need at SuperNetPod rocks. Uh, And, of course, thank you, as always, to DeviantBehaviorRadio.com for hosting us. Uh, If you're listening right now on there, it is Christmas Eve or the Sunday after, so Merry Christmas. And uh, we hope you've enjoyed this little trip down uh, the paranormal of Christmas. So, uh, everybody, thank you for listening. We'll see you next, next time. So until then, stay safe
1: and stay frosty. Goodbye. Merry Christmas, everyone. God <laughs> oh, bless us, everyone! Oh, that's nice. yeah fuck, 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 fuck,